0: Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in 3 colors, its thin, light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com/laptopgo.
1: Welcome back to the 730 podcast. We're back for another episode from our Conversation in Black series, which was inspired by the tragic and untimely death of George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter movement and the insurgence of discussions on systemic racism in America, which seems long overdue. The purpose and intent behind Conversation in Black is to provide an opportunity for those of us in the Black community to have unfiltered conversations that help us not only process, but also make sense of this moment in American history. It is my hope that through these conversations, we can become agents of our own healing. Before we begin, I want to preface this by saying that these recordings were done via Instagram Live, so the audio quality might not be what you're usually accustomed to hearing. Here's my conversation with the good brother Brian Jackson, a legendary musician most known for his collaborations with the late great Gil Scott-Heron.
2: You hearing anything?
0: Yes, I hear you now. Beautiful. All right.
1: All
2: right, good,
0: good, good. Got the man on now. What's hey, up? Hey. I'm good.
2: I'm good, man. How you doing? It's been a I'm while. Do-
0: yes, it has been a while. Um yeah. how's stuff out in Portland right now?
2: Um it's uh you know, it's it's peaceful right where we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, still, uh, still protests going on and, um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of activity, uh, that's, you know, that's happening around town. Right. Um, we got the, we got some of the, the, uh, the, the right wing folks, you know, trying to, trying to infiltrate and trying to get all involved in, you know, in, in, uh, and disruption and all that, but uh, you know, that's pretty much par for the course everywhere.
0: Yeah, I I mean, one of the big things I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, you lived through this already. Like, I feel like you've lived through a lot of this. More than once, yeah. More than once, and I'm just, you know, as somebody that is of a different generation, I'm really curious what seeing this is like for you now, um, from both an emotional standpoint and just maybe how the time maybe compares to when when you when you went through these experiences. Well, it's it's kind of
2: you know I mean in in one sense it's um it's kind of whoops sorry hold on one second No, <laughs> yeah, hold on um in one sense it's 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 um gratifying you know to know that uh, this, you know, that there are still things happening uh, politically and that people are, you know, starting to, to, to um, begin to, to dial back in. Uh, you know, more and more people are, are beginning to, to, to get back into, uh, into protest mode and, and uh, resistance mode and, um, you know, hopefully just continue to, um, to, to do that, you know. How, I mean, how, a, 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 like a concerted effort has to has to continue. You know, it, it it's it's not a situation where you know people become outraged at, at you know to the point where they can't they can no longer hold it and then they go out and uh, you know they they begin to 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 act upon that. Um, it has to be a sustained you know, kind of a, a sustained resistance, and you know I think that's what I'm looking to see this time.
0: Yeah, that's why I was, I've been telling a lot of people I'm, I'm just really
2: pushing people to keep the same energy that they have right now, and which is difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy because it's very tiring. It's very stressful. Um, you know, I, I understand. I understand that. But that's. I think if we all get involved in it, then um, we will. Uh, you know, that we can. We can give each other relief. You know, that we can kind of have each other's. If we have each other's back, then when. Some of us are too tired. Others of us can pick it, you know, can pick it up and and run with it, kind of like a relay. Yeah, you're. Um,
0: I'm wondering if um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot, just in preparing for this conversation, is one, I have like a ton of fandom because I've just been listening to your music forever, and you know, I have very fond memories of my dad, uh, singing and playing a lot of your music. Wow. wow but um like <laughs> since i was a kid you know
2: yeah
0: um and one of the things i've been thinking about is a lot of your music wasn't just representative of like a time period and an era of like social um upheaval right but i'm i'm wondering if it was like therapeutic for you to create that because or how how cathartic was creating like we almost lost Detroit and and some of the revolution may not be like all these songs are are so relevant today.
2: Well, it was, it was, it was very, um, I I don't know if it was, it it, obviously it had some therapy, some therapeutic value. Um, But also uh, I think that, what gratified was, was most gratifying was the fact that we could get the message out there in a way that um, people, you know, in, in a way that, uh, that that more people could could hear about it and, and could be in, informed. Our, our whole purpose uh, from the from the outset was to kind of mirror the the tradition of of the griot, the West African griot, whose job it was to um, to inform um, and educate through music, dance, and and art. Um, and that you know, I think that's that the most gratifying part was the fact that we were, you know, that we were able to utilize our our music in a way that uh, that some of those that we could fulfill some of those functions at least partially.
0: Well, you! I'm learning something right now that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that that a lot of that music was inspired by what you just said. Like that West African credo, I had no idea. Yeah. Um. Wow. Um. So, one, one of the things I, I've also been, I, I don't know, it's just, like, so much of your perspective is, I think, a lot of people don't realize the perspective you that you specifically have, uh, and I, I, will, I would just, if there's, like, some sort of social commentary, commentary that you have in regards to, like, what's going on, like... Um, like what, what 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 is your message to to people that are partaking in in these um events right now that are participating in these protests participating in, in this social resistance
2: uh, well there's a couple of things um the first thing is that um we we also have to be mindful of of some of the other ways um that 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 black folks are are being oppressed um mm-hmm. You know that we we always have to you know that, that the media right now is is focusing on uh, police brutality you know but there are there are other ways that um, that black folks are being brutalized um in in prison um for instance uh in in education in, in, in the sc- you know in the school system intellectually um uh there, you know, and, and I think that it's it's important that we that when we continue and that we, we carry the the fight on, that we can't forget about uh, some of our brothers in uh, in in prison, um, who are who are there. For no reason, you know, for no reason whatsoever. Um, one such brother is uh, uh, someone that I have just uh, recently become aware of. His name is um, Bomani Shakur a k a keith lamar and uh this brother is facing uh, uh death at the hands of uh, of ohio of the state of ohio in november on november sixteenth twenty twenty three uh fighting for his life that he was uh he was basically he was in prison uh during an uprising and was accused of uh of killing some of some inmates uh simply and was given the death sentence uh, simply because he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't make a plea deal. So basically, everybody else made a plea deal and they were you know and they were let go, but he wouldn't do a plea deal because he didn't do it. And um, you know, I, I, first of all, I I can't imagine being in that situation and having the uh, the 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 moral fortitude, you know, like to stand up, you know, and say, I, I refuse, you know, that I would rather die, you know, than be than than allow myself to to be uh to be accused of of something that I that I didn't do. You know, so I admire him, you know, a great deal. His brother uh wrote a book called Condemned. And I, I really would urge you, you know, to 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 read it. Um, and, and it's, this
0: is a, it's, it's a book that he wrote like recently yes. that was recently published.
2: Yes. Recently published. It's I'm definitely going to check that and out on Amazon. I, I really suggest that you read it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a synopsis <laughs> of the, of the prison system, you know, and, 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 how it, uh, how it abuses the rights of, uh, so many people and so many, so many brothers and, and sisters in, in the prison system, um, and foot senselessly, you know, senselessly. And, uh, you know, it's the same. It's just the same kind of thing on the other side of the, you uh, on, know, on the other side of the, of the bars.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was when all this stuff sort of
2: unraveled, that was one of the
0: first things that I thought of. I thought, yeah. I thought of the people that are in prison, as somebody that's had relatives in prison, yes. as somebody that knows a lot of people that, are you know are either currently in the system or just coming out of the system right it's um you know if, if somebody if a black man can be senselessly killed and murdered in a, what was essentially a public lynching that, exactly. that was recorded on video yeah. what does that say about all the black bodies that are behind prison walls and where things aren't being shown every day That's where right. you know there isn't the public eye and and the system as you have it, right, is you know doing everything to protect its own. That's right, and they don't
2: even have recourse to to the rights that that we are you know that we are demanding be upheld. So you know they legally are being are being beaten and and killed and executed. Uh, you know, I mean, they're basically being killed by by decree. bamani Shakur. bamani Shakur, A.K.A. Keith Lamar. The book is called Condemned. All right, I'm going to put uh, that on the pen right now.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would
2: really, I really hope that, uh, you know, that a lot of people kind of pull that book, pull that book out and, uh, you know, and check it out. Yeah, I'm putting that on here right now.
0: Um, yeah, I don't like, how, how has this, um how has this time maybe sort of shaped your perspective or, like, the the current events, how has it shaped your perspective now as someone that's somewhat of an elder of a lot of these movements that, that sort of preceded this one? I was just talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, this is, like, the second wave of civil rights, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, it, it is. That's what it feels like. I was at a protest the other day, and I was literally on the verge of tears, and it was just, like, we yes. sort of reliving this thing all over yes. again.
2: all over again. Um, I mean, I guess you can see that... Uh... Um, you know that the marches are, are bigger, the protests are the protests are bigger, um, and that to me is is um, it's gratifying. You know, it's 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 definitely um, encouraging. You know, to know that, that so many more people um, are are involved in you know and and, and care uh, about about the um, many of the the injustices that, injustices that still uh, are pervasive within our within our society so I mean that's that's a good thing um and it's one thing that I have to mention and I think that it's 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 like I've had a lot of conversations with um with with young folks you know and uh that is I'm just going to bring I'm just going to put it out there and that's about voting okay and I think that um the system the the political system uh, let me just preface it by saying that the political system is broken, okay We know that um, first of all the the whole idea of the electoral college you know is just a way to screen the the you know the actual wishes of of the people through the elect, through the electoral process um so I know about that. I also know that there are basically this they they call this a a, a multi-party system it is obviously it is not. There are only two ways to get into a major uh, uh, elected a major elected uh, position in the United States, and that's by either being a Democrat or a Republican just why Bernie Sanders ran as a, as a Democrat if he hadn't run as a Democrat, nobody would have even taken him as seriously as you know as a lot of Democrats were you know um, kind of right leaning Democrats had to take him um, you know i think it was a it was a brilliant decision on his part to not to run as an independent you know there are many uh progressive candidates who ran as as independents the green party or this and that and the other who had no support simply because they didn't have the machine uh of the democratic you know the democratic party be, behind them um and i'm i'm Upset. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely upset about the fact that uh, that Bernie was not able to get the support, you know, that he needed to be the the Democratic candidate. The, let's let's not even say Democrats, Republicans. Just, I call it right, right, and left, right, because it's still, yeah. You know, I mean, it's still the right. I mean, the goal of, of political parties in this country is to is to allow the wealthy to maintain their wealth. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, government is only in place to make sure that that they that they uh, maintain the support of the of the wealthy. Um, And so there's just different ways to do it. Either you um, either you 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 hardline it, you know, and say, I ain't giving nobody nothing. I don't care how hard how much they scream or how loud they protest, you know. Not, they're not, you're not getting nothing. It's not our job. The government, it's not our job to take care of people. It's not our job to to filter their tax dollars, the very tax dollars that they pay back to them in services. It's, it's basically what we're going to do is we're going to take all those tax dollars and spend them any way we damn well please. Okay? Right. And if they protest, we'll squash it, you know. If they if they come back with uh, you, you know with, with with politicians or you know or whatever, if they come up with programs that um we that that we oppose that that that, that will uh, cut into our profits, we'll make sure that 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 it's squashed. However however that needs to be done, through propaganda, through the media, through whatever is necessary to make that happen. Okay. On the other hand, there's the the left right. And the left, right, their goal is the same, to maintain the wealth of the, uh, you know, of the wealthy, to maintain the assets of the wealthy. But their approach is a little bit different. You know, they will pretend to hear you. They'll listen to you. They'll have meetings, they'll have consortiums, they'll have town halls, they'll have all this and they'll listen to you and, and sympathize with you, you know, and at the end, they'll find out what you, what, they'll get you down to a position where they say, well, what is it that you really, really want? If you could have one thing, what is it that you want? And when you tell them, they give you that one thing. It doesn't cost them very much. It costs them about the same thing as it costs the left, the, the right, right to, to forcibly, prevent you from from having it, you know, and the result is, is basically the same, it it basically, they get to keep their wealth through a minimum of, um, of cash outlay.
1: Right,
0: I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I feel like as, as uh, black people, I'm going to stop saying people of color, because I'm Mm -hmm. starting to realize, actually, I just started to realize yesterday that I've actually, I have, I've taken issue with that. Like mm. the, the whole idea of like people, that's just like a whole nother conversation. It but, is. but um I think black people have always been um or politicians have always worked to pacify black people the way that you're sort of exactly, talking about it. That's you exactly know? right. That's exactly and right. And so we have to sort of get out of that, um that framework of thinking like that, um, like, our value is greater than that one thing, like you're talking about, right? Like, yes. we have a collective value and collective uh, political and social power that we need to really employ a lot more seriously. And so, I love that you said that. I'm going to throw something out at you, right? Okay. So, today, because this, this fits in line with what you're talking about right now. Today, I was on, before this call, I was on a call with my therapist. And we were talking he hates that I give him shout outs on the podcast. So, <laughs>
2: um,
0: But today we were talking and my therapist said that he, he said that we got to get rid of the political parties, right? He said, and he didn't say we have to get rid of them, but he said there should be a Black Lives Matter party. And he said, like, now is the time where that could actually come into play. And so to your point, like somebody like Bernie Sanders or somebody like AOC – um, they could in theory be like a face of that party um, but I'm, I'm wondering like what is what are your thoughts in, re- in regard to that concept because it seems so like out there and like I I had never even thought
2: of that as a possibility yeah I mean I I love the idea in theory but going back to my initial statement I say that this is a this is a two party system and uh, there would have to be massive changes in the way in, in the way the political political system is is set up in order for that in order for anyone in any other party beside the two I, the, beside the two I mentioned to to be able to garner any type of any type of electable support you know and so going forward, with what I, with what I was saying that this is, and this is something that I'm, I'm not happy about saying, you know, but well, I I am, let me put it this, let me, let me qualify that. I am. There there are times when, when you have to do things that are not particularly pleasant. Okay. And I consider, I consider right now that the choices that we have before us um, in November are, are, unpleasant it's an unpleasant you know decision that that we have to make we we have to choose between one person who is like completely insane you know and and another person who may probably will, will not represent our our best you know our our fullest hopes uh for for progress let's let's just put it that way i'm being i'm being a little you know, i'm being kind no no <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's but, but but having said that i think that the probably even the big the bigger issue right now is the fact that we need to get the person who is now president out all right we need to get him out of the political circle altogether all right we need to we need to have this person not be able to make any decisions about anything, which means that he has to be. This is my new word that I've, you know, I've used, uh, I've started to use oust. He needs to be ousted, you know. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine um the other day um about that word, oust. And he said, well. Actually, like you know, what does that actually mean to you? And I said, well, I remember reading when I used to read about political, when I used to read about coups in 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 third world countries, you know, and and everything. They always the, the newspapers always used to use this word. So and so was ousted in a coup, you know, and and so I like that word, but you know, because it basically it represents someone who was forcefully thrown out of office. Um, uh, And that person and their regime, you know, was totally neutralized by the power of the people, you know. And I think that the only way that we actually have left at this point to oust this regime is to vote, not necessarily for someone, but to vote against them, to vote to ensure that that person does not do another four years, you know. And so... When I say vote, I'm not necessarily talking about well, you know, because I, I, there were a lot of people who, you know, who, who said to me, well, you know, I don't, I don't have any faith in this system, you know, I don't have any, any faith in the political system, and I agree, you know, I totally, I totally agree, and I, that's that's one facet of it. All right, the other facet is that I think that we definitely, if we are going to vote, then we need to focus a lot more on our communities. We need to, we need to focus a lot more on who represents us on a, on a more local, on a more local level. And that requires a great deal of self-education. You know, I've seen people say, you know, well, we need to have an app, you know, that will, (laughs) that, you know, will let us know who to vote for and all that kind of thing. But that's not, you know, that's, that's not how it's, it works. We have to educate ourselves. And I mean, in so many ways, I, I end up saying this in so many ways and in so many different circumstances that it is not the government, it's not Twitter or it's, it's, nobody's, it's nobody's job to educate you except us, you know, and it, yeah, like, 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 like we just like, need like to Gosselin care, just said, we just need to care. And no, we it's not it. We will get, you know, we will, we will take the information. You know, we will get the information that is, that is required to, to move. And I think that the information that is most important right now is, is that we have someone leaning toward a dictatorship. And if we don't want to live in a country under a dictatorship, then we need to make sure that that person is resoundingly, resoundingly ousted from his position.
0: Yeah, I, I, when you talking about that, it always makes me think about the Fred Hampton uh, speech where he says, "Nothing's more important than stopping fascism because fascism will stop us all." And like that, always, like you know, I look at it as we are in a fascist period of government um, in the United States. Never more, So n- n- yeah, and yeah, we gotta stop it. Um, yeah. But it is, it is pretty twisted that the way in which we have to stop it is by Sort of settling for this other alternative, like you exactly. said, we got to oust this this one particular. Um, I don't even want to say person, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. It's like I don't even want to give him. I don't want to give him that. <laughs> that's much.
2: A strong. That's pretty strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, the you allude to one thing I thought was really important too is that like we need to educate ourselves. So I have two questions. Well, I have a comment in regard to that, and then I have a question. The comment is you know the system is set up in a way so that we don't educate ourselves right and so that we don't sort of seek access or the access to information is made more difficult for us to access Um, and the structures are specifically set up that way but the question I have for you is like you said we have to self-educate where did because you're very like socially and politically aware where did your like self-education come from like where'd you get that from did you always have it did you grow up in that sort of environment i know you went to lincoln so i I assume some of that had to do with your social political awareness in regards to racism and inequality but um i'm curious if you could comment on
2: some of that stuff yeah well so we know that the media um is intent on shaping our on shaping our views so we never we never really know for sure what the truth is the only thing i can say is that when when someone is lying the more they talk the more the more inconsistencies show up between the first time they lie you know and maybe the 20th time they lie so it's kind of vigilant i think the word is vigilant um you know it's like when you hear something, uh, you can't take it. You can't take it to be the truth from from one source. You know, you have to kind of spread it out. You it, and and in particular, with, when we're talking about elections and we're talking about politicians, you have to listen to what they said last year, you know, ten years ago, yesterday, and then you have to listen to what the media said they said and what the media said they said about them. But not just one source. Of media but you know like several different sources and then you have to talk you know we have to then we have to talk among amongst ourselves and then we have to question them amongst our you know then we have to also question them and hold their feet to the fire um all these things are, are necessary and i don't think i mean this maybe there's uh, there's the life the lives that we that we lead right now are, are so Complicated and so so full that many of us don't just don't have the time. We just don't have the time to do it. So, if that's the case, then yeah, no election, uh, the political process is, is never going to work, you know. But I, I think it's really important. It's it's probably a job of ours that we that we need to focus on, you know, probably more so than than a, than a lot of other things that. We need to make sure, particularly on a on a local level, that we know who is representing us, because on up the chain, they are the ones who are going to take our fight so the, you know, to, to the, the to feds. the next level, to yeah. the next level, to yeah. so the
0: federal level. Yeah, not to the feds, but to the federal level. To the, the federal to the level.
2: Fed. <laughs> yeah. Well, to the state, you know, to the city, to the state, to the federal. Yeah, I mean, you know, and
0: yeah, yeah. I um, you and and earlier you mentioned having like like police brutality people getting caught up in the idea that police brutality is like this, this is the issue. And I think, um, and we've like sort of sensationalized that. Right. Yes. Yes. And so that's what I've been like very wary of in terms of, um, just like the protests and people being involved and not really knowing or having an idea of, of what they're actually protesting for, you know? Um, and I would say, maybe back in, in in the previous eras that you lived through, there was probably a greater collective idea of like what what needed to be, what people were fighting for, what people were protesting for, advocating for, and and so forth. But I I don't know if you you sort of sense that or or you feel differently about it. Um, but that's just kind of like my impression of it.
2: I think that that in my in my time, I believe that there was a lot more focus on self determination. Um, you know, like a lot of a lot of our leaders were telling us, "Don't depend on the you know on the, on the government." You know, the we have to we have to kind of mobilize our our resources. You know, and and do for do for ourselves. Um, and in that sense, you know, it, it kind of in a sense it was way more clear. You know that that what we needed were, was uh, we needed education we needed we needed schools um, we needed businesses uh, um, and you know we just we needed a, a foundation we needed a cultural a cultural foundation to to begin to build on and uh, you know I think the, so those were the those are the basic things that we also needed to to at, at the same time. Fight for our rights as as citizens. Um, you, you know, just like simple things like the the ability to vote, for instance. Um, you know, I mean, just the the the, the economic the economic equity uh, of of being able to build and and having the resources to build. These I mean, these these things were like so crystal clear for for us. And yes, I guess now I mean there. So many, so many of those issues have ballooned into so many different sub issues now that it's it's really kind of difficult to to actually focus on on anything, you know. Um, but I think some of those things are still valid. I think all of those things, all of those issues are 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 still valid. But the the dialogue is 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 much is much broader now, and it includes a lot more people, and therefore, you know, we. We have to i think we have to modify our our narrative um to to be possibly to be more inclusive you know on some level
0: you um i know that like I lost my train of thought actually hold on the um you have uh so you, all the time. No, 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 yeah. Uh, I shouldn't be losing my train of thought though. The, uh, so I'm wondering if there was like a, a certain point in time or a certain moment because um, like, I, as I said before, like so much of your art was was influenced by social political unrest, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wonder if there was like certain moments that you can look back to and, and draw upon. Where you and and maybe like Gil Scott had uh, conversations and were inspired to create certain music and create certain songs just based on based on your experiences and like what some of those songs were. I'm looking for you, like the little like you know. I give you a special, couple examples.
2: Yeah. Oral history. Examples. Yeah. Okay. So one of them, the revolution will not be televised. Okay. Let's start with that one. Um, we were at a we were in a time when Madison Avenue was in its full you know madmen they they were in their full glory and their whole concept was to design the design of engineered consent um which basically meant that they were getting into our minds at wall street and madison avenue were the the, the advertising arms of of uh, of of of, corp- of corporations you know of of uh, product makers um, and how to sell products to people that they don't really need, and to make them believe that they actually need them. This was the big, this was the big quest because uh, industry, big industry, couldn't grow, you know, unless it sold more. And the only way that it could, the only way that it could sell more was to make people believe that they needed things that they had never even heard of before, much less thought that they needed. So the whole idea uh was was um started by was the, the the idea of engineered consent was um a a concept that had been developed by a man named Edward Bernays who was the um he was the the nephew of of Sigmund Freud and uh, he came up with this idea uh that if you were able to get into the heads of people that basically what you would find was that that many of them feared inadequacy. Okay, and th- this was this was the prevailing, I think, the prevailing consciousness of uh, of, of most Americans at the time was a, a just a deep a deep sense of um, of of inadequacy, and how could manufacturers and corporations, how could they, they use that to their advantage? And so the way they decided to do it was to just sell all of their products uh, in a way that promised that folks would stop feeling so inadequate if they if they used this product, you know? So if you used a certain type of deodorant, you know, you you wouldn't stink and therefore, you know, people wouldn't reject you. Um, you know, if you used a certain type of uh, of uh, toilet bowl cleaner, you know, when people came over to your house, you know, they wouldn't think you were a pig. Um, you know, if you had a certain kind of car, people would think that you're you're doing you're doing better than you're actually doing. Um, you know, if if you did this, then you then things were easier. Uh, all these things. You you did. If you had these products, you were a better mom. If you you know, et cetera. All you were a better husband. If you had this, all of these pro- all of these ideas were just to to satisfy the feeling of um, of inadequacy that most Americans felt at the time. And so, still feel. They're and still they feel. still feel. And they still feel. Except that now there is no Wall Street. There's no Madison Avenue. There's just. The, there's just click, you know. There's, there's just a, a record of everything that you've ever clicked, that everything you've ever looked for in your life on, online. It's st- stored in a where, a data warehouse somebody somewhere. It's just a map of your consciousness. It's just a map of your brain. So the 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 internet itself actually knows what to sell you, and to knows how you feel about the products that is that is shown you. I mean, you I, we've all had the experience of like looking for. Uh, a pair of shoes or a pair of socks or something, you know, and, um, you think, okay, I'm going to buy this. like so go on Amazon, whatever you look for, it, you look for it. And then you say, I ah, know I'm not going to buy it, you know, but from that time on, whenever you go on any social media, the first it's thing that's going to pop up on you is that same damn pair of shoes that you just looked at and others, other suggestions. Okay. I dig- <laughs> I digress. But I'm just saying the point is that we don't need Wall Street anymore. Excuse me, we don't need Madison Avenue anymore because we just give we're just giving away, you know, the insides the insides of our heads and, and our feelings. So now I lost what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> oh revolution may not be televised. So the revolution will not be televised. So a lot of folks in a lot of younger folks when, when, when listening to that song, they understand it on a on an intrinsic level, you know. But some of the things that, that most of the, 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 the things that the poem alludes to are about products that were being pushed to us during that, during that time period. Products that, that made, uh, uh, that made that products that were offered to us to make us feel less, less inadequate. So, for instance, like a tiger in your tank. All right. This was supposed to be that's one of the lines in, in the uh, in the poem in, in a revolution will not be televised. Put a tiger in your tank. That was actually a an ad that was saying that if you if you use this particular brand of gasoline, you know, that your car would roar down the highway, you know, like as opposed to some other as some other, um, you know, uh, brand of gas that would maybe just make, make you drive like a like a little pussycat, cat, you know, or um, a giant in your uh, a giant in your toilet bowl, uh, Mr. Clean, you know, it's like he was a genie, you know, and all he had to do was like do this, and you know, and your whole bathroom. This is how easy it was for you to clean your bathroom. So all of these uh, all of these allusions in the in the in the poem were about these things, um, and about how uh, we were all kind of made to be complacent. You know by feeling that that if we had enough products uh that we wouldn't that we wouldn't really need to to fight that we really wouldn't need to 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 struggle anymore because that we had all of the things that would make us would make us content
0: I love that because i I never yeah it's just good to to hear that um yeah yeah the um when you because um, I got some questions about the music and I know a lot of people want to hear probably probably do too, but um, We Almost Lost Detroit always sticks out to me as one of one of, it's one of my favorite songs, because it it really hits, I don't know, every time I hear it, it's just like, it pierces my heart, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, there was so much going on during that time period, right? It wasn't just Detroit, it was, you know, it was Newark, it was Watts, it was, you know, all these places, but I'm wondering why why the song was titled "We Like" and named after Detroit, as opposed to some of these other places, and and what ultimately the 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 message you guys are trying to send behind creating that music? Because that song particularly couldn't yeah. be more relevant than it is now.
2: So it was a uh, um, we, we almost lost Detroit was uh, the title of a book by 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 a man named John G. Fuller. Okay, and. Uh, I had to I had to go online to make to remember his name but um it was actually a real event uh that happened um there was a a, a nuclear a nuclear power plant uh 30 miles outside of of Detroit uh that almost suffered a complete um a complete meltdown which had it happened um would have wiped out most of the city, um, and so this was this was kind of our uh, our wake up call, in a way. I mean, we were already opposed to to uh, to nuclear proliferation of, of any kind, um, but this was this should have been the wake up call to to Americans and and other people all over the world that that nuclear power. Was was not going to was not going to be good for us because, in order to maintain nuclear power, you have to have a zero zero percent uh, um, fail rate. You know you can't make any mistakes when it comes to when it comes to to nuclear power, um, and so we have so many of those all over all over the world, and we have so many. Instances of near meltdowns or meltdowns, and uh, you know, I mean, some of them you we 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 know very we know very well. I mean, there was a there was a series, um, a, a, a cable series recently, that uh, that dedicated that dedicated itself to that. Um, there was a tsunami in Japan uh, several years ago, near a power plant and the same thing happened there was a there was a, a fracture in the uh, in in the power plant and uh nuclear material was uh, was released it's happened more times than i would I, I, i'd even like to like to consider and it is never really talked about that much um but it 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 does happen and the the reason it happens is because we're only human beings and we can we can't we we can't guarantee that there will be no mistakes or, or no situations where a nuclear plant, nuclear power plant will be compromised. And we have proven that. History has proven that. So that's what that was about. Gotcha. Um,
0: do you, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, The one of the real, I want to say sad things, but I think because uh, Gil Scott has become such a, like a, like such an iconic figure in in that in your genre of like spoken word and jazz, I think a lot of people some a lot of times overlook the fact that you guys were co creating a lot of stuff and um I'm wondering for anybody on here listening that is really curious like are there like specific things that you really remember like pretty fondly about him and, or maybe about conversations that you guys had or um Some of the songs that you may have recorded and created together well
2: we uh we 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 had a lot of fun. we used to laugh a lot um you know they say they say you laugh to keep from crying fact the more things that we that we saw around us uh were were so terrible you know and and so so disheartening you know that uh, it it definitely helped to have a to have a sense of humor um and so we we did that. Um, the revolution Will not be televised again is, is a great example of that. You know how we could look at uh, at something that was so frightening, you know, and and so portentous, and 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 be able to to write something that uh, you know that in the end, even though people take it very ser- very seriously, it it kind of was kind of a bit tongue in cheek, as a, and also the same thing I can say about the um, the the Watergate Blues h2o Gate blues um about richard about basically it was about richard nixon and um his forced kind of forced resignation um in the in, in the face of of impeachment uh which we thought was i mean which to us was kind of like the kind of justice that we the kind of the kind of karma that we never expected to see in our in our lifetimes um you know, and and that was a, in a sense, it was a cause of of celebration. The fact that this man who felt that he was that he was all powerful, could you know could be brought down by his his own ineptness, basically, um, which proved everything that we had been saying from from the beginning, um, you know. So we, we felt kind of vindicated, and that was, I think, the Watergate blues. In a sense, was our, I guess, if 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 you will, our our victory lap but we That's had a lot of, we we had a lot of fun we had a lot of fun on the road we 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 were a big family uh of about i think at one point we had about 11 people in our band and uh, we used to pile onto that bus and go from city to city and uh you know it was our pleasure to to be able to spread the i mean again in the in the sense of the uh, in the tradition of the of the griot that the griot it wasn't like a a news reporter yeah, like um, who would just uh, like Anderson Cooper, you know, would just get on the news and you know, and and just start delivering at the the day's events. You know, we did it with we did it with humor, we did it with rhythm, um, and and you know, and and with a with a sense of of um of of community and a sense of uh, of of unity. Yeah, you could always, you know, anytime
0: I listen to the music, you always pick up on that. That's what I love about it so much. It's very synchronized, you know? Um, And I met, yeah, you guys had such a history together, like having gone to college together and all this other stuff. It was just like, in in some ways, you guys just like grew up. I imagine it's just like you grew up with him, you know? You guys were, like, became adults together. I Um, I
2: I was 17 at the time, and Gil was like 20. And, uh, you know, our first album that we that we did together, that we recorded together. I think I was I was nineteen, and like my mom actually had to sign the, the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man! Uh, yeah, we were very we were very young men, and uh, you know, full of full of ambition and 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 you know, and hope that 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 we could uh, we could make a difference.
0: It's question for you, because this is a mental health podcast. Um, and we're having this conversation in black for, for what's going on right now, but I'm, I'm curious, how has all this stuff affected you mentally, emotionally, everything that's going on right now?
2: That's a good question, man. That's a good question, and I, I think I don't spend enough time thinking about it. <laughs> you know, not, not on purpose, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, had my, I've had my share of therapy, and, uh, you know, I mean, like a lot of people, that uh, especially or later or earlier on, you know, looked at me and said, "Well, wow, you're not crazy, you know. What, what are you going to therapy for, you know?" But I think that, in a sense, all of us are victims of uh, what what uh, Jack, Dr. Joy DeGray, uh called post-traumatic slave syndrome, and uh, you know, I think that we are, we are have all suffered trauma. And also, let me just let me just also say that one of the things that um, I found interesting and I just found out recently um, is that huge traumas are basically imprinted within the DNA. So you can actually carry away the trauma of, of your parents or your grandparents through their DNA. Even if, even if you had no, even if your experience in this world was nothing like that of of a, of a, your slave ancestors uh 5 generations ago or whatever 5 or 6 however however long it's still something that you can that can be passed on and um the traumas that we are receiving right now uh can be passed on to our children and our and our grandchildren and i think that is that that some of those atrocities were, were so great and some of the effects uh was so um we're, we're 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 so big that I feel that all black people in this country and and in many other countries could benefit from from therapy so you know yeah i, I feel that um uh yeah you know even if even if i hadn't been affected by by some of the the traumatic events that i that i have seen and that i that i have lived through uh I think that it's still could have affected me. It would have probably still affected me to the point that I I would have probably needed some help to deal with it. I was talking to my great uncle the other
0: day. He's like my grandfather. He's 86. He's like sharp. He's like sharp as a, he's sharp as a knife. My Um, hero. That's my hero. Yeah. Yeah. And we were having this conversation and I asked him, I, I was just curious. I had never asked him this before, but I asked him if he had ever had any negative experience with like police or law enforcement. And he said he had it, which I was actually really shocked to hear. Um, but I'm wondering if you've had encounters with law enforcement that were not so cool in your lifetime. I imagine, man, had to happen,
2: man. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. I can remember one. I, you know, and it's something that I had buried in, you know, like. I, Hadn't thought about it for a long time, but one time, at one point in my life, I was living in Los Angeles in the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, and um, it was early in the morning, and I had just, uh, I just went out to buy some 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 groceries, you know, for for breakfast, and uh, I, this L.A. cops pulled me over, and uh, you know, they asked me for my license and registration, blah, blah, blah. Where am I going, this, that, and the other. And, you know, I'm staying cool. You know, I'm staying cool. And then all of a sudden they say, well, you, would you step out of the vehicle? You know? And I'm like, well, I, you, know, what's the, you know, what's the problem? You know, like, what, what's happening? You know, is this, some, this is a problem, you know? And they say, no, well, just step out of the vehicle. You know, we just, uh, you just want to check your car. And I'm like, Yo, I check my car for what? You know? And so I get out of the car. You know, I'm not going to put up a fight about it because I wasn't doing anything wrong, you know? And, uh, you know, my 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 grandfather used to, you know, used to tell me, you know, don't be nervous around the around police if you're not doing anything, you know, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You know, that's that's kind of like how I was, I was raised.
0: <laughs> but we right? have to be ne- Well, well but we, we do have to, to worry
2: about yeah. it, you know, but he was just telling me that so I wouldn't so I wouldn't be nervous.
1: <laughs> right. I know he didn't actually believe
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy too, though, right? It's like it is crazy. Th- that your that your that your grandfather had to
0: essentially lie to you to yeah, tell you tell exactly. you this lie so that you exactly could make it so through. So that I
2: could make it through, you know. So I got out. I got out of the that's car. That's crazy. And you know, as I'm on the curb, you know, they they patting me down and all this, and then they start going through my car. Got any marijuana in there? I'm like, no. You know? <laughs> so they looking through my glove compartment and you know looking in my ashtray. What's this? I'm like, I smoked cigarettes at the time. And what's this? It's a cigarette. <laughs> you know, what it look like? You know, it's, 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 a, it's got a filter on it. You know, it smelled like a cigarette. He smells it and goes, what's this? You know, I'm like, well, <laughs> it's a cigarette. So then, and this, oh, I know now, it was 80. It was 1980, specifically 1980, because they said, what do you think about our new president? Oof. And that was Ronald Reagan.
0: California boy, California boy. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's deep. Um yeah. I know we only got like a couple minutes, and I, I, you've been so generous with your time, and this has been such a great. Well, this, this could go um, on for another hour, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. We might have to do like a part two later, later sometime later this week or next week or something. I uh, um but but uh, I'm curious, like anything you have to sort of in part on, on this generation of, you know, minds that are sort of entering the social political space, especially during this, um, this crisis. Uh, I think it's just America in crisis. It's not even a COVID crisis anymore. It's just like America is in crisis. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if you had like any knowledge to like impart, share with, with, with people living this right now.
2: Well, I just think, you know, I, I want to say that unity is probably the most important thing, that let's be careful not to judge each other, you know, because we have different, differing views or, um, you know, different, different perspectives. I think it's, I think it's very important. One of the ways that, uh, one of the ways that, that we have been, have been divided and and kept from, from being unified is over very small, you know, details. I think that there are some things that we can all, that we can all agree on, um, you know, that we want, that we want to have, that we, that we want to be free. You know, we want to have, we want to have the liberty and the uh, the expanse of 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 of, uh, of of free will to be able to to be able to do what we what we want to do comfortably, um, without fear and without limitation. You know, um, and if we can if we can agree on on these things, I think we all want to be safe. We all want our family, uh, our families to be safe. We all want our children to feel, to, to to feel safe and to grow up happily. And we all, many of us, have different ideas about how to do that, about how to achieve that. But the the, the main the main point is that we are all in this together, and it's not the time for us to be looking for the ways that we are different the, the most important thing now is to really rally and unify around the ways that we are that we are alike nothing else matters
0: man that's a, that's that we'll, 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 we'll we could close with that but um i want to uh i want to just say a couple of things right now uh thank you thank you thank you so much uh oh, thank i you I, think, thank you. I don't think you realize like what have I, you know we met we've met before and we've had conversation like this yeah. before just right. off record that's right and uh that was that was a moment for me like living living that living that experience of having a conversation with you but too. this is uh, but this is also just amazing to now you have the conversation with you but also just build and have people on here that are that are so excited asking for part two like uh, you know you, you're the
2: man brian Oh man, thank you brother. Thank you. Well, you know, um I I'm just here right now, you know, like trying to trying to share whatever whatever perspectives that might be helpful. I appreciate you. And and let's be in touch because I think a
0: uh, a part Absolutely. two is is warranted at this point. Absolutely. Next time I'll let you talk a little bit more.
2: <laughs> no, gotta, no, this is great.
0: I to need to, to shut too. the hell up. No, no, you got a lot of important things to say, man. And
2: uh, hey, you know, I appreciate you.
0: Much gratitude.
2: All right. Much love, brother. Take All care. Right. All
1: Peace. right. Peace. All right. Before we wrap, I just want to send my deepest and most sincere gratitude to Brian for taking time out to join me on 730. His intellect and humility is something I deeply admire, and I was a beneficiary of having him be so generous with his time. And as I get old and gray, I'll look back at this experience and say, wow, I got the opportunity to rap with Brian Jackson. And to me, it's a it was a bucket list experience and the fact that I could have him on the podcast was even more meaningful because I got to share it with other people. Also, Brian mentioned the story of Keith Lamar, also known as Bamani Shakur, who's a death row inmate in the state of Ohio. And I was thrilled to learn that Brian was launching a podcast that he was co-hosting with Keith Lamar. Uh, That podcast has launched. It's called Pieces of a Man. I highly, highly, highly recommend that you check it out. The first episode of the podcast was amazing. And uh, it was just a really profound conversation that brought me to tears, quite honestly. And so I'd highly recommend checking out Pieces of a Man podcast with Brian Jackson and Keith Lamar. It is worth the listen. Also, Brian and I talk pretty extensively about the state of politics in America. And I just want to urge those of you out there who aren't registered to vote. Please, please, please register to vote for this upcoming election. To register or check the registration date deadlines, you can visit vote.org. It has all the information needed for voter registration and deadlines and so forth and so on. So please make sure that you're not only registered, but also please make sure you go out and make it to the polls on November 3rd. We have a lot of work to do. Lastly, this Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 730 is hosting another conversation in black event for black men. We're doing these conversations via Instagram live, so you don't need to be any in one specific physical space. You can just be at your computer and we can get down and, and build together. So for any of my brothers out there listening right now, visit the 730 Instagram page at the 730 podcast. Click the link in the bio and you can register for this upcoming conversation in black event. I hope to see you all there and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Always peace. Always love.